Welcome back to the Offside Report, brought to you by Sportsmates EPL Live app. Match week one is in the books, and how good was it to have the world's best league back on our screens? As always, there's plenty to unravel from the weekend's action. The hype was real for the North London clubs after they impressed and are sitting, are sitting pretty on top of the table to start the season. Speaking of impressive, Erling Haaland made his mark on debut as Manchester City continued on their winning ways. The same can't be said though uh, for last year's title rivals Liverpool after Fulham and Mitrovic stopped them in their tracks despite another emphatic debut from their talisman Darwin Nunes. But it was Manchester United who stole the headlines once again for all the wrong reasons after a stunning 2-1 defeat to Brighton at Old Trafford. We have our resident Manchester United supporter Mitch Ball here to help us take us to help take us through what the hell happened to United, as well as Alistair Jensen uh, to help us unpack all the results from the weekend. Boys, welcome back. Al, I'll start with you. First game, first win for Spurs. You must be pretty happy, but were you nervous when uh, Southampton scored first? Thanks, Nick. Hi, guys. Mitch, yeah, I wasn't at all. Not at all. I mean, I, I kind of was pretty confident they were going to win it. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty happy with a 4-1 result. Spurs sitting top of the league. Yep. I'm at the bottom of the fa fantasy Premier League, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> we will. Uh, but yeah, they're looking good, looking great. Yep. Um, pretty on top, not too bad at all. Pretty happy. Early yeah. days though, Nick, very, early days. Very early days. Mitch, first of all, welcome, but uh, let's also get straight into it. United, are you at all surprised uh, by that result? Well, firstly, I'd like to say I must have missed the memo about the sweaters. And... <laughs> Just like me, United are also a bit behind the pace. Yeah. So, look, am I surprised? Yes, but I'm not again because Brighton caused us headaches last year. Mm -hmm. And it was Ten Hag's first game in the Premier League versus actual you know, Premier League managers, so to speak, in terms of the tactics that were put on show. It wasn't a pre-season game where both teams are feeling each other out. This yeah. was, I'm actually out here to beat you, and I've had the last, what, eight weeks to prepare for this game knowing your fixture's coming up. And he was just outsmarted by Graham Potter, full stop. That's as simple as it was. And he was he made adjustments, but it was too late by the time he made them. And United, again, fall behind the pace before, you know, from first game of the year. Mm. But obviously, you know, the perfect pre-season, the hype was all about United in pre-season, the way they were playing, 10 hard ball. Um, oh, yeah, a lot of hype going into match week one. And Al? Beating Liverpool 4-0. Beating Liverpool 4-0, yeah. Spoke about it last week. Yeah, that's right. And not only, I mean, losing to Brighton, but I'd have to say being completely out, outplayed. Yeah. I think no, that's no, look, fair that's say. fair. We got completely outplayed and lost 2-1, but we didn't lose to a newly promoted... Oh, sorry, draw to a newly promoted team either. Yeah, And, you know, our, our <laughs> centre-half wasn't completely outmuscled by Mitrovic. <laughs> uh, you know, our centre-half just decided not to turn up and play, and that's fine. He was he, yeah. That's his first Premier League debut. I'm OK with that. It was also his second game as a United player. Yeah. And yeah. big stage, and look, did he have the perfect debut? No. Did any player from United really impress? No. How mm -hmm. we filled the hole from last year... Uh, sorry, from... I can't even remember the last time we actually had a quality CDM. No. So we all knew that issue was still there. Mm. I was just hopeful that, you know, Martinez would be able to cover a little bit of that gap. But it is a massive hole when you have Fred sitting in front of you. Yeah. And that can't be, you know, covered over with a centre-half that did not play well. So let's not write him off yet. I still think he'll come good. And I still think United will turn their season around. And, you know, they won't challenge, but they'll be... Yeah. Won't be losing to Brighton, put it that way. It's quite small for a, a centre-half as we... Chat about mm. last week. When I'm taller than somebody, it says a lot. <laughs> so, um, is he going to? Yeah, is he going to compete? Well, that doesn't. But that doesn't worry me. Thing. Like that, the, the height thing. I, I don't. <laughs> you can get away with that. I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think it's as a big issue mm. as, you know, against Holland. Okay, it's going to be interesting because. But you have Maguire there for a reason. Yeah, you're not going to mark him. No, mark. exactly. He won't pick it up. So, and we are seeing, you know, Fulham playing very direct. Nunes yeah. is more of a target man. Holland is a target man. There's no doubt there. So we're seeing that come in, and but you just won't, he won't picking that player up. It's that simple. Uh, Maguire will, and when a Maguire's only job is to header a ball, <laughs> if that's all, that, that's your only job, please get that right. It, it, it was interesting, though, because Adam Lallana came out and said they targeted Martinez. Mm. That was the game plan, and credit to Graham Potter, Potter and Brighton. Um, they just wanted to play direct to him, target him, send the balls into the box. Obviously, they had height advantages. Um, but look, yeah, first first game of the season. I know the result didn't go their way, but for me, Ten, ten Hag, 
he was brought in for his ability to identify talent on the training ground and also in the transfer market. Kay Martinez comes in, he's got, you know, big wraps. So I'm happy with that. But like you said, you guys still need a defensive midfielder, still need a striker. Uh, hasn't been done yet. And now, like, it's getting pretty desperate, it has to be, so, yep. has to be said. And now they've turned to Marco Arnautovic and uh, Adrian Rabio to um, answer those, a few of those problems. So, so what, we're going to go out and spend 60 mil on two players. Probably, let's, let's be honest, probably going to be about 60 mil by the time we get to both. <laughs> on two players who are not going to make it past two or three years at the club. When we could go and spend 110, let's say, on Declan Rice, who's going to be there for the next 10. Yeah, we tried about him last last year, didn't we? That's no one's picked him up. That's simple, like that. Yeah. That equation, I don't, I don't get that. And if Ten Hag thinks, you know, I'd just be backing him, going, okay, you're going to be here for the next whatever it is, five years, six years. Who is going to help you in that time period? Because United aren't competing for the Premier League in the next two years. So why would you go out and buy an old striker? Why would mm. you go out and buy an old midfielder? You just mm. don't, unless you are competing now. Yeah, it's short, and, t- and it's short term, isn't it? Is it uh, no. for the seed, just for one season? Exactly, and you know the I mean. best strikers arguably gone off the market at the moment, and you know there'll be someone that'll pop up in the next two years that will everyone will go, wow, that's he's the one. Alan's old news, Nunes is old news, you know. But in the end, right now we're just we're just getting patches to fix what though? It doesn't fix anything yeah. permanently. Yeah. We're better off paying kids and going, hey, we're going to spend two years rebuilding. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You've got to feel sorry for Ten Hag. I mean, he's come in. And he's, he's, he's got the same squad, pretty much. Mm-hmm. He's he has, got a few additions, yeah. short centre-half, bit weird. Let's uh, <laughs> see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, it's, you've got to feel sorry for him. It's mm. the same same squad, same – those those two in midfields, McTominay and Fred, you mentioned. Mm. Yeah, you know, and you'd be happy gonna... – if they were coming off the bench, you wouldn't argue too much because they can do yeah. a job for 20, 30 minutes. They cannot do it for 90. Yeah. And you need a good, strong CDM. Look at Fabinho for Liverpool, for instance. Just does the job. Nothing pretty. Yes, he can go forward, but it doesn't need to be pretty. When there was rumours about Kante, I was excited because that's a good pickup. Yes, he's ageing. Yes, he, I know I understand what I've just said, but he actually fills the gap though, and it will like it can be that bridging period yeah. of he's a world class player that can do the job, yeah. and he's good for maybe McTominay can pick up two or three things that in two years when mm. Kante really cannot do the job, McTominay might not be world class, but he might be solid enough yeah. that you can actually start him in games. Yeah. And, and you can still play. He's the type of figure that sets the standards. But mm. I know you can't the, can't... the same can't be said about Arnautovic, who... No. I don't even know where he's been the last couple of years since... Well, was he at Burnley at one stage? And then he... Was he, oh, so it was, it was West Ham. It was yeah. West Ham. Well, he's in Italy yeah. now, isn't he? Italy, was it? Torino. Okay. That's where he is. Torino. I think it's Torino. Yeah, no, that sounds bad. Very odd pickup, But again, Ten Hag, known for his talent identification. So he must see something in there. I don't know. It's going to be interesting... Um, but speaking of players that you know have hit the ground running and transfers that have come off pretty well, it's fair to say Harland ha- for Manchester City. Um, he proved himself on the biggest stage, match week one, away from home in front of the West Ham fans. City uh, struggled in that fixture last season and Harland just absolutely, uh, I guess, won himself a penalty first of all, mm. and then his second goal, the, the talent was uh, there to be seen Mate, by all That second goal was just the, the technique, the pace, but the fact yeah. that he didn't hit it with his right foot and he came on, came in and just, yeah. at that speed, yeah. and it was a bullet. He's, I mean, he scored a few goals. Uh, if you watch, you know, when he played play for Dortmund, I think it was his, his first, uh, his debut, mm-hmm. he got a hat-trick, and some of the goals were just, they're just arrows. Like, mm. He just comes on, He's you so don't expect powerful. it. Yeah. He's honestly unbelievable. But the goals aside, the expected goals that he's getting as well, the positions he's getting himself into, the, just the general threat he is there, mm-hmm. he's going to bang in a serious amount of goals this season. Well, this, but this is the thing I like is he wouldn't be the normal person that we'd say would fit a structure of Man City. But if it's just going to be Kevin De Bruyne and Gundogan just putting balls in through yeah. it for him, he, he can yep. absolutely just tear it up. And it's not like he had a bad day passing. He had 91% passing accuracy and over 20 passes. And that's for a bloke that shouldn't be known for that, but being his size and, yeah. you know, what his strengths are, they are just get the ball in the box and let him do the rest. Get him on the outside of the box and let him do the rest. Yeah. But he's just, yeah, I, I believe I put, you know, I said that he'd do quite well in his first match and he'd bounce <laughs> back from his Liverpool, you know, esque in the same way Nunes did. They oh, cop absolutely. these players, if they cop it, they will always come out the next game. It'll be interesting to see what he does this weekend, if he can yeah. continue, because if he continues, 
that now becomes warning signs for the rest of the Premier League because if he's starting like this and he's still gelling with this team, yeah. what's going to happen yeah. mid-season? You know, that's it. Well, it, the heavy price tag's always going to you know bring on a few critics, but um, I, I just wasn't against you know I, Harlan didn't have the best game in the Community Shield, obviously, but. I mean, if, you, if you're really doubting his ability and saying he was going to flop um, once the Premier League got up and running, then you have to reevaluate your, your knowledge of football, I think, because this guy is an absolute beast. Now, after the first game, after looking unplayable against West Ham, has that changed either of your opinions on Manchester City's title chances? Because a week ago, we were all Liverpool, all three of us, for the title. Yeah, it was quite, it was quite one-sided, wasn't it? We should have uh, at least one of us picked uh-huh. pick City, but um, to be honest, it's still early days. As I said, it's between those two. Uh, Liverpool can still come back. They got a draw. They didn't lose at home. Yes. Mitch, sorry, mate. It's just as bad, isn't it, for Liverpool? Not at on, all. On day one, it's like we, a dropping points at home. Dropping points, but you know, City dropped points last year and they still went through as uh, champions. But yeah, I think. Yeah, it, they're, they're looking good, you know, mm. to beat West Ham. And West Ham, we're saying they're pretty decent. They've got some good players like Declan Rice. They just bought Cornet as well for 17.5 million quid. That's a great little pick-up. It's a snip, isn't it? It's a snip. Yeah, liked him from Burnley. And him and Dwight McNeil are both gone from Burnley. And yeah. Dwight McNeil, had, he's got a bit of something about him. He's still very young. So there's two solid players gone from Burnley and puts a lot of pressure on them trying to jump back up again. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But with West Ham, the West Ham decent team to, to beat, uh, you know, yeah. At home. Yeah. Um, yeah so City, I think, I still think Liverpool will still edge it. But yeah. I'm still there. I mean, yeah, I'm still going to keep that with Liverpool. I mean, they, yeah, they lost it. They didn't lose the game. They yeah. got a point. Mm-hmm. You know, you could they see. They could have easily lost that, I think. <laughs> I'm actually glad they got a point out of that, to be yeah, quite honest. Yeah, Fulham were un- unlucky, to be, to be honest with you as well. Yeah. Um, big old Mitrovic scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually said last week, sorry, I know Mitrovic again, mm-hmm. but I, I did call it saying that he would score goals. But I said last week, and I correct myself, that he scored 10 goals in the last Premier League season. He actually scored three. And I think they were in the first couple of weeks. Really? So that's why, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm a mistake there, but I think no, if, he, I, I totally if he goes on, yeah. yeah. If he can keep kicking. But I, and look, I'm not going to change my tip just yet, but... I think it'd be interesting to see if if Pep's happy to play this ball more direct style of football. Not that they were overly direct; they still had the most passes out of any Premier League team this week. Mm. Yep. But you know they they are going to go to a more direct style naturally with Holland, and that's not what Pep's about. Yeah. So you know, will they revert back and is they really try and change Holland's game over the course of the season into a more passing role? If Holland gets injured, will City be able to naturally revert back to that passing style? There's there's still a few questions, you know, what, what's Alvarez going to do when he gets a chance to start? Will he play a different style? Will he play that more passing, you know, fashion of City where there's no outward nine? Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I'm still, still hedging towards Liverpool, but City were very impressive in their first game that I didn't expect them to come out and do that. And, you know, the way Cancelo played and yeah. <laughs> you just go and go, oh, yeah, they've got a lot of good players still. Yeah, absolutely. Again, like I don't think it matters. Uh, game plans aside, you know, there's so much quality in that mm-hmm. Manchester City team that they're going to perform no matter what, I think. Unless injuries strike, Harlan's had a few of them over his career. But if he stays fit, you know, they're going to be, again, right up there. And that's the obvious call. Um, and they got off against Bournemouth this week, who do have their uh, defensive troubles. They didn't have them in the first week against Aston Villa, but... Um, it's a scary proposition for them to be coming up against uh, red hot in form Erling Haaland. So how many is he going to score? And are you getting him in your FPL team? Just he's a little he's already in there for me. I've already <laughs> replaced him. Well, I had a terrible week anyway, but we won't go into that. <laughs> might a little um, bit later. We on. might do, yeah. But uh, Haaland's yeah, he's sitting there pretty. He's you're better. Yeah. Triple yeah. captain, he better better score a few goals. And I, we, you we know what that one does too. now? That's, yeah, I do. I've, I've actually read how to do it, how to play this game. <laughs> but yeah, Haaland will come in, probably yeah. score. I mean, he won a hat trick at you know the weekend. He could have got a hat trick, a couple mm-hmm. of chances. He'd probably get two or three yeah, <laughs> if he's playing I like think that. He'll get yeah five or six and <laughs> maybe four goals. Yeah, I think I think we saw a false bit of a false positive from Aston Villa. I don't think I don't. Uh, sorry, for, on Bournemouth end, mm-hmm. I don't think Aston Villa. I know you guys ride them high on the basis of Stevie G, but yeah. him coming in at that period of the season, of course, that gets everyone up and about. 
Mm. But what can he actually do over a preseason when he's actually got time? Because when he comes mm. in at that stage that he did last year, it was all exciting. It was new. The players were keen to play under him. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's actually had time to spend time with them and actually coach. So can he actually coach? Because it's not about exciting anymore. It's not about new. It's not about change. This is actually his plan and what he can actually do. And I, I don't think we've seen that. Well, we haven't seen that yet from him. Yeah. And yeah, Rangers, it was good, but this is a Premier League. It's different. It's yeah. very, very different. Well, it's a good start here. Uh, Steven Gerrard, um, 28 games, 10 wins, five draws. It's the same as uh, Gary Neville at Valencia. <laughs> 10 wins, seven draws from 28. Yeah. Well, we know how, we all know how that went. That's, <laughs> yeah. But he, he's the love child of England, so surely nothing. He, everything he does is correct, isn't it? Everything he does is yeah. right. I don't think we can still compare Steven Gerrard and Gary Neville. Didn't Not Gary Neville, Neville lose a few games 7-0 or something when he was at Valencia? I don't think they scored, did they? Oh, really? Well, I think there was, there was definitely those games. But look, I'm just not... I think it was a very yeah. favourable fixture for Bournemouth is, is where I'm going. And, yeah. you know, in the end they played at home, 12,500-seat stadium, so every single yeah. person in there is essentially a Bournemouth fan except for probably, what, 1,000 people? Yeah. So and they're up for their first match. All those comments were made, and as we said, Scott Parker. Those comments might have, you know, been to reverse psychology. That's as we spoke. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's working. But is that going to work this weekend when you're versing City? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and like you said, um, yeah, Scotty Parker. His comments uh, on the on the eve of the season, he was pretty much the angle he was taking was, um, yeah, the squad the squad is light. Um, the transfers need to be made. They're not prepared for the season. And then after the game, he was, uh, yeah, pretty much taking a completely different angle and saying that, oh, you know, it, there's an opportunity for us still to survive. And they have brought in a couple of players over the last week since, we'll, since we've last been on the podcast. So there is an opportunity for them. Um, we shouldn't be writing them off, but still, uh, yeah, we, we've seen it so many times with these teams coming up mm. from the lower division, performing in the first two or three weeks of the season before, you know, injuries strike or... You know, and their depth gets tested, and they ultimately, you know, start to crumble. But they run on that adrenaline. Yeah. And then, then yeah, we'll see further down this down the season. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but at the other end of the table, boys, Arsenal and Tottenham. Uh, Al. Other end of the table. I love it already. Exactly. First and second. <laughs> but which of Born the goal th- difference? Arsenal, you know, they played the first game of the season, uh, performed very well, it has to be said, against Crystal Palace. Got the job done. Salibar in defence looked pretty solid for mm-hmm. them. Uh, we were questioning their defence a bit on the preview pod last week. Um, and, yeah, that, that attack, Jesus was involved. Martinelli scored. Saka looked pretty scary. Um, and then Tottenham, the biggest win of the weekend, 4-1 Southampton. So, in terms of power rankings... Which team do we have uh, above the other one? Let's see how honest Al is. Well, hang on a second. At the end of the season, or are you saying oh, no, oh, at the just moment. this weekend? This, just this yeah. weekend. Just this weekend. Who, let's who let's see how honest he is. Well, well, people were quite. Well, people were saying that you know Arsenal play like Barcelona. <laughs> you know, I don't know what team it was, but I mean, team, you know, that for twenty minutes they probably did. Yeah, and then they got a bit shaky. Palace could have come back and it could have been a draw, right? Mm. But beating Palace at Selhurst Park, opening game of the season, they lost their first game last year 2-0 to Brentford. Yeah, they're looking good. And everyone's pretty confident that they're going to do well and end up higher than Spurs this year. I don't think they will, but, you know. Uh, I think Spurs Spurs played brilliantly, yeah. but they did what they had to do. A bit yeah. of a shaky, shaky start, you know, going 1-0 down. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, four one is great. Get but the goals up. Who, so who's in the in the power rankings? Who's above who? That you didn't answer that part. Well, Tottenham, are, Tottenham, are obviously, because they're so top you beat, of the league. But aren't you, they? You, but you also beat the team that is relegation. Like we all agree that they're in the relegation no, no, battle. I don't. Now they're not. Either. Now they're not. No, they're a very said, good wait, mid-table wait, wait. team. Wait. <laughs> you know, the power rankings, Spurs are, are higher because they scored two more goals yeah. against a team that. That's my argument. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. I'm going to be biased, here. aren't I? You are going to be biased. biased. That's why. I'm that's why. Say I that the power rank is uh, the Gooners are above Tottenham. You know they're not at the moment, are they? The power rank- rankings in the table say they're above. <laughs> cannot wait for the end. Cannot wait for match week two. Yeah, yeah well, it absolutely. can all change. It, week it, it all changes, but we're talking about this one mm-hmm. week. Yeah, I think they both did well. Look, yeah, they're the teams up there with City. Are the teams to beat on there at the moment and Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, and a few others, but I mean, like, you're talking the top teams. Yeah. Um, 
And Chelsea, yep. uh, yeah, Chelsea's an interesting one. Obviously, they face Tottenham this week. They weren't, I wouldn't say, at their best against Everton on the weekend. Just the penalty got them over yep. the line. Um, Jorginho tucked it away. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's going to be interesting that game, the London it, Derby match week two. It will, we'll see how you know how good they are this yeah. Tottenham team and squad. Richarlison will be back. He was suspended this week. Yeah, for uh, playing around with that that flair. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the, um, oh, yeah, yeah, from last yeah. season. That's right. Threw a flare into this crowd or something like that. Was it just a one-week ban for him? It was a one-week ban, yeah. Okay. Imagine if it was over here, it'd be banned for the whole... Yeah, oh. He'd never be play, sacked, He'd never he? play he'd again. Sacked. Yep. Jail. Um, but I'd, I'd have to agree with you, Al. I think I'd have them... I'd have Tottenham, sorry, uh, above Arsenal at the moment in the power rankings. Four goals. They looked pretty good. And mind you... Son and Kane weren't on the score sheet, so the goals were coming from other other sources. I to, well, I have to say one of the goals. I mean, that own goal. Yeah. Uh, I, it was no one around him. The defending was pretty poor. Mm. I mean, suppose yeah, the t- defending was pretty poor. Okay. Be, <laughs> no, it's okay. That's some some good goals, but that that third one, the the own goal was. Yeah. The Oggy was terrible. I mean, this is an elite player. Okay, he's a new new signing. He's coming in, maybe a bit nervous, but. Mm. What's he doing? I mean, he's getting paid to play football. Sorry, but... Yeah. Last question on this. Can either of the two North London sides compete for the title? Either. Or is that... Or should we just call our jets around this whole match week one hype train? Al wants to say uh, yes. I think they'll, it'll be closer yes. than it was last season for sure. And we all won that. Mm-hmm. And I think Arsenal and Tottenham were the team, the two teams. Yeah. So I put Arsenal in front of Tottenham there. Tottenham and Arsenal are the two teams that will be quite confidently will be competing with those the, the big boys. Yeah. And I think that the points will be the points gap will be be less for sure. Will Will they win the league? Well, probably not this year. No. Mm. What about you? No, I tend to agree. I, we all said it would be closer. There's still going to be yeah. that gap though of. If we say it's close, and still, I'm still going to say there's probably going to be a 10-point gap. But that is a lot closer than it has been in parts, past seasons. Yeah. But I just think it'll come down to the games of well, how they're going to play when they verse not even City and, and Liverpool because you can draw with them and still be far so far away from them because unlike they have the capability to go out there and beat any team, no matter who it is, the lower levels, they don't drop to the standard of teams they play. Whereas you know Tottenham and Arsenal are building now. They've got both got solid teams. Can they actually do that? Go out and beat the teams they should. Like United. Yeah, like you know, like the average well, team right now, right now, yes. <laughs> but you should be able to come out and do that. Yeah. But then that's right now. If you want to compete with those guys, you've got to be able to do that. And it's more the teams of, you know, the Southamptons. It is. It's Southamptons. It's the way you know the Brightons of the world that I'd say that mid range. And you know, we saw it last year. Brighton had a fantastic start to the season, mm-hmm. and they were very hard to beat. Yeah. You know, it's it's beating those guys and getting those those three points are more crucial than when you go out and play a City and Liverpool because if you get a point in that, that's fine. You, you can you can still be competitive in the league. Yeah. If you do not beat the lower and mid-table teams, you're done. I agree with that. I mean, you see last season with Tottenham. Sorry, I'm going back to Tottenham here again. No, it's all right. But, you know, they got six points off City, the champions, and mm-hmm. they got four points off Liverpool, right? Yes. Three four? or No, two points, two points. One point. Is it one point? Oh, no, we no, did. It yeah, points. it was two points. Two draws. Two draws. Sorry. Sorry, two points. Yeah, he, he, points. You're no. sacked next week. You're not back. You're oh, done. Yeah, you're yeah. It's my FPL <laughs> experience here. Uh, and, you know, yeah. but they lost against mm. the likes of Wolves. They lost against Brighton. You know, yeah. Southampton at home. It's, t- you know, it's, it's, it, I totally agree with you. Mm. There you go. I, I need that on tape. Wins. Jeez. That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I've got I've got Spurs still right yes, up there. Come on, more more so than Arsenal at the moment. I love um, that you two just have like a signed agreement. No, you always no, back each other's team. You know, I don't. Twenty bucks. Yeah, 20 bucks. just twenty. Jeez, that's I, cheap. I just trust in yeah, Conte's <laughs> process because he's done yeah. it before. He's done yeah. it with Chelsea. He's done it with Juventus. He's done it with Inter Milan. No one thought Inter would ever win a title again before he you know came on board, and he did it within like one season or something. This is his first season in charge. The signings he's brought in, but it all obviously comes down to... To win the Premier, Premier League these days, um, you need at least 90 points, as, as seen from Manchester City and Liverpool's races over the last few years. But again, yeah, that we need to see some points dropped from those sort of teams. Mm. Again, we saw it from Liverpool this weekend. Um, and just on that, uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, boys, because you, you haven't dug into me yet about this, but... <laughs> 
Jurgen Klopp's uh, comments post game about the pitch being dry. Did you have anything to say about that, Mitch? No, I just yeah. I completely agree <laughs> with what Fulham posted the next day. The fact that the ground was getting watered, and <laughs> Klopp just finds every excuse to try and get his team out of trouble, even when it ends with him copping abuse. 100%. Which is there's something to admire about that. I, I, I it's think a, it's a tactic. Yeah, it's a, it's tactic. a, it's a deflection tactic because yeah. then he cops it, and if you haven't noticed, there's been no defenders questioned. Why Van Dijk was beaten twice by Mitrovic? Hasn't yeah. it's it's barely made headlines. No one's mentioned that. Everyone's just it's, going, huh, it's Klopp. What what excuses? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say Van Dyke has been. No, you wouldn't. You just bring it all back to the fact that the pitch was too dry because you're a Liverpool supporter, <laughs> and that's fine. Well, I think it was taken out of context as well in the whole in the whole interview. What other context could it be? He <laughs> said <What> are... <laughs> he said that the the players weren't up to it, um, and that was obvious. That would be rusty in the first half, and. No, yeah, the, had the weather, it was it was quite hot, but I don't think he was using that as an excuse. Yeah. I think it just well, everything gets taken out of context. Okay, hot, so hot the weather, fact dry pitch, yeah, <laughs> should have been watered. They got to play on it in every condition. They do on every surface. I think he just uh, he maybe just shouldn't have brought it up. So will all your players actually? No, you didn't have any players playing in the World Cup. I was going to say, will they struggle now to play in the World Cup? But that's um, an irrelevant question. Oh, there are some, but yeah. Thankfully, thankfully. How, Sa- how did Salah cope when he was? I'm assuming I, I, this is where I don't know, have enough knowledge about Salah, but he was born um, was Egyptian heritage. Yes. Did he play over there? Because if he did, how did he cope and how did he rise to the stage he is now? Because I'm assuming those pitches were dry. <laughs> I'm assuming they were very I'm sure dry. Sure, they were. I, I don't know. I don't. I can't answer this question. <laughs> I, I don't even know how a dry pitch affects a football game. To the be pace quite of honest, the, the pace of the there. ball. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Okay. Like slick, but yeah. Yeah, he's just deflecting it. Yeah, Mourinho used to do that. He does that quite a bit as well, doesn't he? He loves, but he but we love Mourinho, so he gets away with it. Yeah, and any cause of, any cause of uh, for concern were uh, for Liverpool with a draw two two against Fulham. Well, Silva's Thiago Silva's out, isn't he? Looks injured. Uh, Thiago Alcantara. Thiago, sorry, Silva's forty, Thiago, but that's yeah, yeah, the other one. <laughs> yeah, show yes. my, show my <laughs> ignorance. Yeah. It's the biggest issue for them, I think, now, is the midfield. The the injuries are starting to pile up. Thiago out for six weeks. They said, uh, Jurgen Klopp's made comments again, that they're not reaching into the transfer market for any more midfielders or any more players, but I think that has to change now. So will Fabio Carvalho? Carvalho, yeah. Will he get more time now, or do you think that they'll actually just go out and buy a player that is Premier League ready, so to speak? I think they need to bring in, yeah, experience. Would you like to buy Arian Rabo or? <laughs> no, no, I would not. Absolutely not. Began. No, that's I think right. we need someone that's again proven to succeed at the top level. So, <laughs> Rabio. Well, he's won a few trophies at PSG. Let's uh, be honest here. Uh, was he a first team player at PSG? I think he was. I bet he, I think he did. I think when they were playing. No, I don't think he's anymore. Mm. No, I think no. he's dropped off way down. That's why he's available. But, Bentoncourt, Kuliszewski. Yeah. They're all down the list, down the pecking order. But it all also comes back to the fact of Barcelona still can't sign anybody. So there could be a hell of a lot of players on the market very soon that if you haven't spent any money, you could go out and splash not much cash and get some very good value. De Jong's still there. I don't think he's going to stay. That is the biggest transfer saga in a long time, I think. (laughs) He he definitely won't end up at United, that's for sure. But (laughs) We refuse to make intelligent signings. Not that I think he would be one, but it's a lot better than what we're currently linked with. So yeah, I, yeah, it's better than what you've got. <laughs> well, yes, well, I can't argue. It's better than what we're linked with too. It's, it's there's there's not much going on. It's sad to say when our best CDM in the past what two three years has been Matic and he was thirty nine or something, mm. and it's just well, but, I mean, yeah. But anyway, it's, so I was just going to say it's one week, it's one game. We'll yeah. see what happens. You know. There's nothing Fred can do that'll make me like him. There's 37 games to go. 37 opportunities to create further disappointment. <laughs> 37 games to, to go, but I don't think it's relevant for United. No, we might see. Oh. We might. I think it's going to be a slow rise. I'm actually backing in Ten Hag to do a good job. No, so do I. I just don't think, as I said, yeah. I, as I said in episode one, I don't think it'll be a this year thing. It'll be yeah. a building something this year, a building yeah. a foundation this year to build on it next year, and hopefully in three years we're competitive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a decent. That's a deep. That's we can't turn around. We can't turn that. We can't turn that around in two in two years. It's a it's a three year process. Mm-hmm. Sad, isn't it? Well, yeah. I'm realistic. You just got to live in the past. 
There's past achievements. <laughs> Rooney, Ronaldo, but we don't I, really I want him at the moment. I can give you some lessons on that, Mitch, later on, if you want. <laughs> Our card and Tottenham haven't done anything, so. <laughs> hey, we're not talking about Tottenham here. Boys, uh, there is still plenty to go in the season and especially in the fantasy Premier League season. Mm. For you, Al, uh, you had an absolute shocker in your debut. Doesn't really surprise me there, though, does it? No, I mean, you should have reached out and (laughs) asked what a bench boost was before (laughs) activating it and having a couple of players, you know, not playing in it. But it's, it's fine and, I mean... I just want to ask, how did you guys go in your oh, in your first week? What, I ha- what I went have, wrong? What went right? I have nightmares because I got rid of Korseski uh, midweek, and cool, then I sexy. also <laughs> removed Mitrovic. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I didn't, it was never in my team at any stage, but I did flirt with Zinchenko, and mm. all three did quite well. And instead, I put Ollie Watkins in, who did bugger all. Nothing. Reese James, I'm not that mad about. That was okay. He scored some points. Mm-hmm. But yep, I you um, didn't have Haaland either. No, I did not have Jesus. My front two was Jesus and um, Ollie Watkins, so that really proved very fruitful for wow. myself. Um, yeah, over the moon. Al, you I, also... well, don't, don't. I mean, obviously, it's my first first ever go at this, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm better better pundit, obviously not there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm Gary Neville rather than a. Uh, <laughs> not, I was going to say Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stick to that. Uh, yeah, I didn't do very well, did I? I'm at the bottom of the league. Yeah, Tottenham, top of the league. I'm saying that again, I can keep that. For a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had, I think I had three Tottenham players. One didn't even play. Perisic didn't even play. I mean, came, came off the, bench. Came came off the bench, but he yeah. didn't start. Solid one-pointer. Yeah. Disappointing, and a lot of people will know. A lot yeah. of people would have put him in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter really overall. Yeah. It's only one week. It back. is. Un- you will come back. And you said you've brought Haaland in. You said you're going to triple have. captain him against Bournemouth. It's actually not a bad shout. Yeah. I'd probably back that in too. Um, at least captain. You have to captain Haaland. But yeah. thankfully for you guys, boys, uh, we are now getting some expert help because we need it uh, from our friends at FPL Addicts Podcast, who are our new official FPL partner on EPL Live. And they'll be providing us with some assistance every week on the podcast. All right, everyone, what we'll do now is we'll go through my game week one performance and how I went. And as you can see, 64 points. So obviously this is my team. I uh, didn't reveal it on the um, on the uh, deadline stream. So I ended up revealing it on Twitter. Um, again, you can find me on Twitter, FPL, Matt Day, Instagram, TikTok. Um, yeah, go give me a follow. Check it out. There's content all the time on, on these socials. Um, but here's how my team went, 64 points, average was 57, so I've, I've beat the average. Um, so I'm seven points above that, which is okay. Um, I say it's okay because just looking at the way my team's gone, you know, the way it's panned out, the way the game week went, I would have liked an extra 10 points or so, and I'll tell you why. You know, you can see in there, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold both getting a point. You know, a bit of me inside's like, I wouldn't have minded Reese James at six mil. Um, and then one of the five million keepers instead of Ward, like a Ramsdale um, or a Mendy, um, which would have, you know, sort of been one of my initial plans. Um, or even, you know, not even, I went in with the bigger at the back, I went in with cash. You know, I could have even had a four and a half million asset in there. Like a, imagine if I had a Sessignon or a Saliba um, and then Edison, you know, in goal. And, you know, but it's all if, buts and maybes at the end of the day. I think, you know, I've built this team you know, for at least six to seven game weeks um, to see how it goes. I'm confident in the fixtures going forward. So, you know, you've got to look at your team and you've got to think, all right, game week one might not have performed as well as it did, or it could have really overperformed as well. Um, but, you know, for those managers that you know probably don't feel as good about your game week, you've got plenty of game weeks ahead. Like if you look at my team now, eight of these players played away from home, which means in game week two, I've now got eight players playing home games. Um, which includes some of these, you know, assets I've spent a lot of money in, like Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. But, yeah, if we just go through my team, I went with Danny Ward in goal. I thought, let's just not put much money in my keeper. If I can get the starting keeper for $4 million, I'll do it. I know Leicester will concede goals, um, but just on the off chance that they do scrap a 1-0 or they might keep a clean sheet, I'm getting it for $4 million. Definitely isn't in there for the long term. I think I will find a way to get in a Sanchez and Messalia maybe even a Ramsdale or Mendy. Um, but we'll see how I'm going for cash. I'll with uh, Cancelo. He's probably going to be a season keeper. 
Trent, season keeper. And Robertson will probably be a season keeper unless Reese James and Chilwell just explode to a you know a ridiculous level where they're just fully fit, getting massive points. Then I might need to do that downgrade and then put that million into another position like in midfield. You know, a Neto could come out, a Rashford could come in, um, or a Bailey could come out, and you know, maybe a, a Bruno from Newcastle could come in, or a Harry Wilson, or um, you know, Josh De Silva could be downgrade, uh, could be there for Bailey. Uh, Robertson to, to James, and then I can upgrade one of the strikers on my bench, like an Archer, um, you know, maybe bring in Mitrovic or, or a Slanky if I've got the money. Uh, but there you go, Trent, Robertson, Trippier, Matt Cash, they're really happy at Trippier, disappointed in Matt Cash, but again, they've got Everton at home this week, so there's potential for points there. Then in midfield, Bailey, I thought it's too cheap to say no to, good run of fixtures. Um, and the good thing is with him, if he doesn't do well over the next few weeks, it's an easy swap out for Dewsbury Hall um, or Josh De Silva. A five million midfielder, you can never expect, you know, huge points from uh, week in, week out. It's someone where you've got to get the timing right. So he's in there. Wasn't great, but Everton this week. Uh, Neto, he did look good on the eye. So I'm happy to keep him for those fixtures. As you can see, Fulham, Spurs, Newcastle, Bournemouth and Southampton. So that's three green games in the next five and then look at those fixtures for son he's got chelsea wolves forest west ham and fulham so three of those are green on the fdr got five points so he didn't return um but again he probably should have had more than just that he did miss three really good opportunities to score especially the one in the first half where he blazed it over the bar but i'm confident he'll get his doubles um you know and even his hat tricks and he's someone who i'm probably gonna look to captain Maybe in that Forest game, if uh, you know, if it all falls into place, and then Salah, I'm always going to have him first name on my team sheet. Fixtures are really good. Palace, Man United, Bournemouth, nearly every fixture is good for for this guy. Um, but yeah, could potentially be my captain this week. So as you can see, I've also got that star man, Holland, who got 13 points. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tricky captain decision between the two. Um, yeah, obviously, if you uh, if you follow the socials, you'll you know, you'll see uh, at the end of the week, or if you come back for the deadline stream, you know, you'll see who I decide to go with. But at the moment, I'm leaning towards Salah. And it's because the midfielder points, the clean sheet points. Liverpool's first home game under the lights at Anfield on a Monday night in Liverpool. I think they'll be up for it. I think they're going to really want to bounce back from, from the Fulham result. I know the appeal of Haaland. I understand the you know, the amount of people that are going to captain him. Um, I just look at it and think, Salah could come out and get two goals. Um, you know, he might even get a goal and an assist, a clean sheet point and the three bonus. You know, and with that, Haaland needs two goals to match, which I know, I know there's a possibility, um, you know, and a high chance that happening. But yeah, sometimes I, I just like that midfielder. I like, I like being able to know that if a midfielder scores, you just get a little bit more points in the bank as a captain but yeah we'll go to my bench i've got the second leicester keeper everson i've got andreas Pereira from fulham he'll probably get some some starts on my team this season and archer and greenwood they're pretty much just dead weight who uh who are just in there to keep the cost down in my squad to allow me to have the premiums in holland son uh, and salah and then obviously those defenders there so that was my game week, 64 points. I'm obviously in an absolute number of leagues. I filled up. I'm in, I'm in 25 leagues plus. Um, I've, I've got some squad value now, which is good as well, 100.1, thanks to uh, thanks to Helen. So um, that's always nice. Um, but yeah, overall, stable game week, steady. You know, I'd, I'd probably say it's a you know, maybe a seven, seven out of ten. Um, but we'll see. How game week two goes, I'll quickly just go to my game week two side. And as you can see, mentioned earlier, I've got eight players playing at home. Um, and then you just have a look at that. It's, it's built quite well for future game weeks. There's, there's a lot of green in there as well. Um, and then transfers this week. I've already said, it actually, I've, I've gone early unless I get injuries. I'm actually just going to roll over and play my 5-4-1 again. Um, Captain's armband's currently on Salah. Um, and yeah, not looking to make any changes because I want the uh, I want the two free transfers in game week three, so I can potentially move on 
you know, a cash or a netto or a bailey or a ward um, and just have that flexibility because you just never know what's going to happen with injuries. But that is my, uh, that's my team uh, for this week. So there you have it, boys, straight from the horse's mouth. If you need any more help um, to get a leg, leg up on your cash leagues or whatever else, which we all do, head to FBL Addicts. Uh, you can find their podcast on EPL Live or across any of their social platforms. And keep an eye out for some exclusive FPL Addicts written content coming soon to EPL Live. Boys. Sorry, I had a question. Does that mean I can get some free chips or some definitely some hot tips? Because right? <laughs> I need it. Unfortunately, Hot they chip. don't give out uh, any more chips. And uh, once you've used your bench boost, that is it. Uh, it's gone. Yeah, you have to wait till next season now. Or you can just restart your team completely. But uh, Wild card. Yeah, I might be. have to do it. I think Nick I was more referring to, to you just sacking your whole entire team and just another. starting over. Yeah, but the 30 points you've got, the 30-odd points you got is better than zero. So I'll, I'll take it in the bank. 35 points. 35. By the way, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, I was close to actually deleting my account. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't. <laughs> There's still plenty of time to go. Don't worry. Um, boys, player of the week, um, match week one. This is interesting. We're cha- we've changed our format completely. Instead of picking one player each uh, this week, we're going to do our votes, our one, two, and three votes, um, so we can add in a few more players and give a few more players a bit of credit. So who wants to go first? I'll go first because I like this system because it stops all Nick's bias towards giving a Liverpool player three exactly points right. every time. That was my mentality. This is this is the best thing ever. But in saying that, I've actually a Liverpool player is going to get some votes oh. on me or vote to. Uh, but that's okay. So look, I've gone Haaland with the three, the three Just votes coming out straight away, doing yeah. exactly what's expected <laughs> of him and proving yeah. you know people wrong. And two goals are very good in seventy-eight minutes. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, two po- two votes will go to. Kulaseski, Al, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, one goal, one assist, and his passing was fantastic. The, some of the balls he played in, the chance he was able to create, and he just moves so smoothly over the pitch. And we mentioned that all last year, but it is—it's so true. Yeah. He just makes things look so so easy. Give me, give me, give me a ginger from Sweden. Kulaseski. <laughs> <laughs> I regret giving him votes. Brilliant. Um, and then Nunes, one goal, one assist in his Nunes. 39 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic, and his finish was sublime. That that's a fantastic a finish, play. just yeah. real cheeky, and it shows the confidence of the man yeah. to come out and just attempt that in his first game. We, you know, if he misses that, he cops it because you know why are you trying to be fancy? Just put it in the back of the net. Mm. But well, he, he fantastic. did have an attempt so, about five minutes before that, um, but it was saved. But it's but and it's but also it swept under the rugs. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's irrelevant. He he, yeah. he backed it up. You know, he, yeah. the confidence showed and it's worked out. So they're they're the my three two one. I like it. I like it. Nunez, um, he may look like Andy Carroll. <laughs> and obviously, ex Liverpool yes, player. Yes. A few tattoos as well. Yeah. Just just a few. He likes them, doesn't he? Very good looking man, it has to be said. Decent ponytail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I had his hair. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Al. We're well, <laughs> I'm not going to go for Haaland, for sure. I'm actually going to go. Is it one, two, three? Uh, or three, three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three right. being three, the two, highest. Three, oh, okay. Well, that's changed his whole entire three, vote like system. Like three, three votes. Three votes, yeah. Three votes. Oh, sorry, three points. It's oh, not goals. The long score doesn't win. Okay, yeah, I might yeah. have to swap <laughs> it around. Three points. I'm going to go for Mitrovic. <laughs> Two goals. The diver. Scoring goals. Absolutely. Put Van Dyke in, in, in his back pocket. I agree. Fantastic Trent, effort. Trent Alexander. <laughs> Arnold at the back. back at the back. Yeah, but in fairness, oh, anyone can do that against Trent. Yeah, exactly. He's not a good defender. No, that's very true. Uh, Al, who was your two votes? <laughs> just move on quickly while Nick can't argue. Uh, two votes goes to uh, Danny Welbeck. Mm. Came to uh, Hall Man United. He did very well. He did. He could have scored a couple. Uh, but, yeah, decent, decent run around yeah. that one. Yeah. And number three is the ginger from Sweden. I love the voice he went with there. Uh, very just yeah. real late night radio, just <laughs> getting you in the mood. Barry White. It's just... What a player! What a player though. Assist and a goal. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was very good. Um, no. Can't argue with that. To be honest, I can argue a bit with Welbeck because I went with Pascal Gross. Yep, he did score a brace against Manchester United. He gets my two votes. I've gone a bit out of order here. Pascal Gross, two votes. Kulisevsky with one, like you, Al. Um, and Haaland with three. I, I can't believe you don't have Haaland in your top bit, three. Like, well, he's going to score goals. Like, like Mitrovic scoring against Fulham. 
Sorry, against Liverpool. Sorry, yeah, against yeah. Fulham. Against Liverpool, it's, it's you know. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. I, I, I didn't have him in my team. FBO, I think Gordo did. Yes, our producer um, Gordo, producer. he did. Yes, he had a very good week in FPL. But yeah, I, I don't know. He Nick should have been up there. Should have been up there. Come on. Yeah, no, he two should goals. have been. How, how, uh, who scores two goals? Like, I think he's the first one in how many years to mm, score since, against since Liverpool? Maybe. Um, Oh, it would have happened in the uh, COVID year 2021. You reckon? Yeah. 2020, 20, okay. when there was we'll no fans in the out. crowds and Liverpool were losing games a lot at Anfield. There must have been someone there that scored a brace. Yeah, if not then, then Ismaili Saar scored two against Liverpool in 2019, 18, 19, when that they beat must us 3 be 0. Very open wound for you to remember that off the top of your head. Yeah, because that was. Because we <laughs> were. That's we were, we were going, be burning. Don't Jeez. you remember? We were going for the unbeaten season. Oh, you and managed then, to screw that up. And we lost. Watford was the one that beat us. And they beat you at home because you hadn't lost at home in a very long time as well, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't a home game, it was away. Oh, well, that ruins my little. <laughs> Talking about Ishmael Asar. That was our title winning season, sorry. Oh. And that was the first game we lost. And I think we only lost two for the season. We were going for the Invincible. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That is, that's why it was an open wound? Yes, very open wound. It happened in the past, don't worry Mate, about it. We've nearly it's been invincible. We've nearly been <laughs> the quadruples. We've nearly been the centurions. Nearly. I know. Oh, we could have we could have been all of them. All we could have had them all Man, ticked United off. United nearly signed Messi too. Oh. I mean no, they didn't, but <laughs> if I put nearly in front of it, it counts. <laughs> That's right. We need to we need to just forget about the past and look ahead to the future. I've I've lived in Australia for fourteen years <laughs> and that was the last time Spurs won a trophy, right? Well, you want two in pre-season, they all count, don't they? Audi Cup. It was only one. It was the Walter Toll Cup against Rangers, remember? I'm talking about Ishmael Assad. Did you see his goal from the halfway line? Better watch that. I'm surprised we haven't thrown some cash at him. Any player that scored him match week one I don't know how he's not in the Premier League. How is he not in the Premier League, honestly? Yeah. One of the brightest prospects. He's gone down with Watford twice. I mean, there must be a pretty nice big contract and package he gets at Watford. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Weekend preview. Uh, plenty to look forward to this weekend, boys. What are, what game do we have our eyes set on? Oh, I've gone with Chelsea Tottenham. I just think we'll learn a lot about both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you guys are happy to write Chelsea off. I'm happy not to just yet. I still think they'll be competitive. And you know what? I know they only won 1 0, and I know it was by a penalty, but those are games you just you win. And yep. if you hit three points and you move on. Yep. So if that's and that's, I'm pretty sure Tuchel will be happy to go about that as his business yeah. this year, you know, grinding out results one nil whether it's from a penalty or you know a scratchy free kick or anything, they'll take it and just move on. That's mm-hmm. that's what they're all there to do. Chelsea like winning, they want to return to that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I just think we'll learn a lot. And then Tottenham, can they continue? And you know, I think it was the highlight for them the fact that Kane and Son weren't too involved in all the goals that were scored, yeah. and they weren't uh, on the score so, sheet. Son, you got an assist. But in terms of if this was seasons past, it would have been Son yeah. two goals, Kane two assists, and then someone else would have got the other. That's, that's why I only got 35 points in my uh, FPL. <laughs> well, when, you, when you're half your team's Tottenham, right. mate, you're always going to struggle. Yeah, right. well, well, we'll see. Yeah, well, against Chelsea, we haven't beaten them for a while, I don't think. <laughs> Sanford Bridge, it's yeah. going to be tough. But yeah, definitely, I agree with you, Mitch. It's going to be a, uh, the one to see how that squad develops. From the ball, all those, those players that didn't play that you know they didn't start at the weekend. I know Richarlison was. We said he was he was uh, suspended. Yeah. But hopefully we'll see them see him you know, play a few minutes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, definitely one to watch. Do you have any other games on your mind, Al? Was that Brentford Man United one right? Yeah. That one. Uh, mm. That'll be a tough game. Ericsson back back at the bees. Oh yes. Playing true. against him. Yeah. Play them. Um, yeah. We'll see how they recover. United, I think Ronaldo probably come in and score a couple of goals if yeah if they don't start him, mm. which is the other thing they might just go in the other direction because once he was on there was some chances but I would like to not start him and just almost force a move to be honest. I'd like to see if well, oh, we've got to build for the future and he's not that. The so. clock is ticking though. He's only got a few what few weeks, three weeks he until can, he. We can force a move if he needs to. He'll have to go abroad and that's a, you know transfer window is a bit a bit longer but yeah, yeah I think I still think he'll stay. 
Oh, so do, unfortunately, I'm, I've now resigned to that fact too. <laughs> um, and another one I'm looking forward to is Aston Villa Everton, the 9:30 fixture on Saturday night. Obviously, all eyes will be on Villa to respond. Nil nil draw that one. Stephen Gerrard up against the Toffees. Yeah. If they cause him some trouble, um, yeah, I think he'll be right in the hot seat. Like we mentioned, his record lines up pretty well with Gary Neville's. Um, and the other one, I've got two here. Nottingham Forest West Ham. I know it's not a big one, but first game back at the city ground, uh, Premier League football, um, mm. might not come across as the most exciting fixture, but I think it could be one of those games, like we mentioned, the team's coming up, all the energy, the motivation. Can they you know, give West Ham a second defeat to start the season? Home game what? for a promoted team. Yes, those early ones we spoke about that. Those early ones are the danger ones, and yeah, can be a noisy ground. Out. Can be a very noisy ground. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, be a draw. Mm. What, about, what about Liverpool? You haven't mentioned them. Who do they play? Crystal Palace Tuesday uh, morning. Oh. Tuesday. Uh, yeah, Tuesday morning our time. Yeah. So yeah, still a while away. Danger game. It is danger. Yeah, it is a danger game. They, I think I thought they did alright against Arsenal, but should should still be a game where Liverpool win. They should um, have Nunes starting in that one, surely. I think, I think he will. I mean, I think it was wrong to have him on the bench uh, against Fulham. Well, it all depends on his fitness, though. Like, Tony played 39 minutes. It's a big jump from 39 to 90, so maybe he only plays 60, and hopefully the job's done by then. Yeah, yeah. But they'll be building up his minutes, because who knows where he's, we don't know where his fitness is at, obviously. Yeah. We're not, you know, Klopp, you've got to assume Klopp's doing what's best for his players. Yeah, absolutely. He likes easing plays into it. He did it with Fabinho. He did it with Robertson. They didn't really start playing full games until halfway through the season. But Nunes, he's, he's a better option at the moment than Nunes. So surely he starts and gets on the score sheet and hopefully Liverpool can get their season off. Look at that win. smile. That's not being their whole podcast. And then hopefully. <laughs> um, plenty to look forward to. Hopefully a Liverpool win. Um as the Premier League continues. But as as of right now, uh, that's a wrap for episode uh, episode two, that is. Um, and don't forget, you can follow all the Premier League action as well as all the other major leagues across Europe on EPL Live. The La Liga returns this weekend as well. And uh, we'll be back again next week to unpack uh, the action all over again. But until then, boys, enjoy the football.